0: I have my Bible tonight, I have no notes, so this should be interesting, but I'm determined that I know that the Lord spoke some things to me this week, and we're going to start in 1 Kings chapter 18, and I just want to talk about a voice of awakening, having a voice of awakening. We'll start right away. Verse 1. I'm just going to kind of run through this chapter. Uh, I'm going to give you some brief overviews of some things because there's a whole lot going on, more than, more than meets the eye in chapter 18. And um, It's a familiar story for everyone. How many know the story of Elijah and the prophets of Baal and, and the showdown? Well, we're going to talk about that a little tonight and that is the beginning of the meat of what we'll start with but it's going to land us in a place where we we really are going to receive something fresh from the Lord and um so 18 verse 1 i'm just going to give this like a running commentary through the for, through this chapter just on, hit on some points but i know that the Lord has some things he wants to speak to us because the holy spirit wants us to live in a place where we activate that which he's given to us and uh I, I feel like it's, there's no more time to be messing around. You hear what I'm saying? There's no more time. I, I think the Lord is calling every one of us, whether you're in ministry or not in ministry, or, you know, I believe in the every saint movement, right? God's using every saint. To touch people all around them and so we just want to i just want to just focus on some things most thing mostly what we need to hear is the voice of god and i can tell you right now after can i just stop for a second and just talk about things that happened last week because i had to try and like debrief myself i was at uh, power and love i was all you know and i got wrecked here on tuesday before that and Lots of things happened within like a two week spin, and I just felt like, God, you've been doing so much, I don't even know what, what's up like what what is up and why the manifestation and all this stuff taking place And I feel like at power and love, the Lord did release some type of impartation and if anyone was there, you got if you went through the fire tunnel, man, people were getting all messed up. it was great. I got to be I got to be on the fire tunnel praying for people. it was great. But at the end, we got prayed for and Todd prayed for us and just declared the apostolic ministry over my wife and I. And, you know, he doesn't know us from Adam. And so there's so many things that the Lord released. But I got hit with something really, really hard that I was still jolting in bed at night uh, for a little while. and, And I got up and, I mean, you know when you just feel messed up. Like, I mean, I've felt messed up before. But I had this just the manifestation of the Holy Spirit on me in such a tangible way. And it wasn't just one day. It was like lingered through the days. Like I got up for work on Monday. And I was like God I just want to cry. You know. And God doing heavy deep things inside of me. But I feel like there's just like this. If I can say. To, I might have received some just crazy. Impartation of righteousness in my life. That's what I'm feeling like I received. Because he walks in that. Todd carries that in such a way like just things make complete sense to him in so many ways. But there's just been such a transformation in his life. And he is I I always say he's like an anomaly. Because you don't see people that get changed and radically changed like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're off and running to the races. And so I just believe that I receive something of, of the fiery righteousness of God in my life that will stick... If I fan the flame of it, you know, I'm walking in righteousness, I'm okay, you know, but Holy Spirit did something like it was an extra wham, bam, shaka, bam, whatever, you know, to receive something great. But then that Tuesday when we were talking here or we weren't talking here, I could not even function and listen to the video that night. As soon as we came in and we were rushing in here and the Lord was doing something, this was two weeks ago. And I was just like, God, I'm a mess. And there was such an impartation of fire. So, yeah, it'd be something good you'd want to come to. Not just that, that doesn't happen every week, but it was something that was special that the Lord was doing and He released for that night. And I said, God, what is this? And He says, I'm just preparing you for, for giving you, releasing fresh fire for the days to come so that you're, you've, you've received it and you can give it away. And so, people who came and received that night, and we, come on. Something happened. Marie got all messed up. She was as messed up as I was, leaving, crying, you know, praying for me, hugging on me, and I I was just, but it was good because God released something corporately in just a short amount of time there, you know. Just came in. I rushed out of work. I barely, you know, got time to shove something in my mouth and get here, and we were late, and I just, I couldn't function. Like, it was like, the presence of God. And so can I tell you this, that the Lord is preparing all of us for something fresh, but he's calling us up to a whole nother level. And so I just want to run through this a little bit, if I can, in the grace of God. And I will put my phone here to try and see how long this is going to take me, because I have a feeling i got a lot more than I think. But verse, verse 1, chapter 18, 1 Kings. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go present yourself to Ahab, go present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the earth. And so Elijah went to, to present himself to Ahab and there was a severe famine in the land in, in, in Samaria. I'll just stop there and we're going to jump way ahead after this. But I want you to understand why he was speaking about rain. It wasn't because it was something that, you know, obviously there was a famine in the land, but this is something that the idolatry, ready, because there's a big battle right here, and the battle still rages on today, how many know this, between false gods and the true God. I'm telling you, if it, if it wasn't back then, it's even more real now, and I'm telling you right now, the Holy Spirit is really impressed upon me tonight that the, that the the that the Father wants to release such a a presence and power on our lives, that we absolutely change atmospheres and we actually win thousands to Christ through displaying his power. Now let me just talk about the water because I already got off. I started running another way. But the Holy Spirit started showing me because if you start studying about Baal and Asherah and the idolatry that went on, The thing about the Asherah and the Baal worship was this, was about fertility. It was about fertilizing the land, not just people, but it was about letting the, the waters come from heaven. It was about storms and rains and the God of the atmosphere releasing, not God, Jesus, not Yahweh. It was about false gods releasing water onto the earth so that it would multiply and grow and increase and abundance would come. So here, just look at this picture because this is what happened with Asherah and they would, they would sacrifice children to Molach. Listen, there's nothing different. <laughs> if we st- start, started, I started thinking about all the ways they do abortion today. It was no- some of them cracking their heads open, sucking their brains out. I mean, it's barbaric what is, what is allowed. Can I tell you this? Yeah. I know. I'm glad there's no children today except for mine. But the Holy Spirit really started impressing some things to me. That the, that the, that the God of our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ is coming in such a way that it's going to break the powers of darkness in such a way. Jezebel, the spirit of Jezebel, the, the absolute uh, profanity and the ridiculous things that go on and in church... Hello. In church. Come on, we're just going to be real tonight. I may say some things and we're all adults. Almost. <laughs> Me included, almost. But I feel like this that the Lord was bringing such a a, a a word from Elijah that was about to release and break over the over the over the, over, the, over Israel so that we'd see the increase, so that you'd see the powers of darkness broken. And I'm telling you right now, there is an enemy, and it's called, and it, I'll say it, because it's not he or she called Jezebel, it's Asherah, there's all these false gods that are still at work. It's the God of this age that's trying to destroy the prophetic voice in the church and the the awake the voice of awakening is a prophetic voice that's going to release the power and the glory and the and the and the power of God on the earth in such a way that we cannot we cannot let it have its place anymore I'm telling you right now and it has no gender so it's not just a controlling woman do you understand me comes in all different forms And so verse 17 we're just going to jump there and it, it happened that when Ahab saw Elijah see what happened he went to Obadiah and he said I'll just tell Ahab I'm here and he said no don't go away because you're going to disappear you just <laughs> this is what Elijah used to do he used to just appear and disappear Come on say to the Lord I want some of that You know I could go to Nairobi and go preach and then come back that would be awesome I don't have to play, pay for any plane tickets or anything like that right Just like just like who was it with the, who talked to the eunuch and Right? Philip. Same thing. New Testament, Old Testament. It all works. Come on. Come on. We don't do that because we don't have faith for that. Come on. Silly man. I know. So, I'm just telling you. This is what it was. So he says this. You know, Obadiah's like, no, I'm not going to let you go because I'll tell Ahab you're here and then you'll disappear and he'll kill me. This is what he said. And so then, here we go. He says this, no, no, I'll stay. And so when he saw that, he appears to Ab- Ahab, and he says this. He says this to him. He says, then it happened that Ahab saw Elijah, and Ahab said to him, is that you, O troubler of Israel? And how about you want to cause trouble? Because I think I want to cause trouble. I'm good at it. And the Holy Spirit wants the people of God not to be afraid. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen, the true word of the Lord is gonna bring problems. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now, when we really receive something from heaven and we really start to begin to move in the true prophetic, and we don't listen to the to the to the voice of of politics in, in the church, if we don't listen to the voice of religion, and I'm, and I'm telling you, that's the voice of the Jezebel spirit that comes against the church and it wants to shut the mouth. Why? Why? Can I can I ask you the question? Why are there always eunuchs serving Jezebel? Yeah, I'll just leave this. I'll leave that settle for a minute. See, there's no boldness in the prophetic voice of the church right now and this is what the this is what that spirit does wants to knock out wants to take down wants to castrate the prophetic see and let's see what happened was was jehu who 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 saw Je, who saw who saw Jezebel killed see there's so many things surrounding this one passage that really this is what happened Je, Jezebel died right but jehu came and this is what this is what happened The Holy Spirit, the Lord told told Elijah this. He said, anoint Jehu, Hazel, and Elisha to be in your place. Three people. And Jehu took, and he was a madman. Come on, he was a king. And what he did was he went to go find out. Now, Jehu, it didn't turn out good for Jehu at the end. He got messed up says that he, he wanted to serve Baal more than well, at the end, yeah, because he was trying a chameleon to kill the rest of the prophets. I'm telling you, there's a lot of things going on. But here's what happens. He went to go take care of Jezebel, and it wasn't Jehu that killed her. Do you know who killed her? It was the eunuchs. Because I'm telling you, the spirit of Jehu should come on the church, part of it, part of it, part of it to get the prophets their balls back. Can I say that eloqu- eloquently? Really? I'm sorry. We're in church and I said that, yeah. So I'm on, I'm on Facebook Live too. So that'll get people coming. But anyway... <laughs> I just want you to see some things because it's the truth. Jezebel comes to castrate and take the voice of the prophets. You know, try to either lull them to sleep or cause them to go into lust and get messed up and get off track and do all kinds of things, right? And this isn't even my point. This, I didn't even mean to go here. I really didn't but the reality is that God wants us to 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 no longer falter right verse 21 says this Elijah came to the people and said how how long will you falter between two opinions if the Lord is God follow him but if Baal follow him and the people answered him not a word and this is the problem we don't have a word People can't, we don't know the the difference between right and wrong. We don't have a word to, I'm telling you, we know the difference between right and wrong, but people won't open their mouths because we're afraid. And so fear cannot cover the church anymore. Fear cannot cover the church anymore. And so just, let's go on. People answered him, not a word. And then he talked about, you know, the, the, the prophets were running and hiding. And then he's going to do this offering. Now verse 25. Verse 24. Then you call on the name of the Lord, your gods. And I will call on the, call, call on the name of the, my Lord. And the God who answers by fire, he is God. So all the people answered and said, it's well, it's well spoken. And now Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, come choose a bull. And so they go through the sacrifice, right? And then it says, verse 27, And so it was at noon that Elijah mocked them. Everyone say mocked. <laughs> We're not supposed to mock, right? Well, Elijah did. And he said, he said and then he said, cry aloud, for he's a god. Either he's meditating or he's busy. You know what that word busy means? He's going to the back bathroom. Either that or he's busy. That's what it means in the Hebrew. He's on a journey, or perhaps he's sleeping, and he must be awakened. So let's just look at that for a minute. Listen, they were not af- he was not afraid. Can I just talk about boldness for a minute? The Lord is looking for us to be bold. And to know the voice of God. See, when you know the voice of God and you hear the voice of heaven, you are bold. You don't shrink back. And the Lord wants to give us boldness, but he wants us to step outside and walk in the truth and the righteousness. Because Elijah was a righteous man, right? He was a man like us, but it says he was a righteous man. And the Holy Spirit wants us to live in a place of righteousness and truth so that we have an answer and we can speak the answers. Guess what happens is when we're not when we're not living in a place of union with God and we're not living in the flow of God and when living outside of that. Maybe compromises over here. We don't we come on. There's faltering. And listen, this is not condemnation night because I'm not going there. But here's what God's speaking. He's saying, live pure because purity will bring great power. And you have within the voice, the voice of awakening releases and shakes things awake. Things that have been sleeping and dead. And I'm telling you right now, the Holy Spirit wants us to live out of a place of awakening. Wants to live. Wants us to live out of a place of boldness and, and not shutting the mouths. the prophets there's a place that the Lord is wanting to bring the church up to and I'm telling you it's not we're not going to cut it where we're at right now can I tell you this goes all the way back to Samuel it goes all the way back to Samuel remember Eli remember his sons his sons were in compromise, and Eli didn't, you know, he just kind of tried to turn a face to it. He said, why are you doing that stuff? And basically, they were doing what was, what was happening here. They were doing immoral things with prostitutes in the temple. Outside, in public. And so the seed was set, and the door was open, and so here we are now in the, in the whole realm of the kings, Right? And it's still going on, except it's come to a, a head. And I'm telling you, in America, we're at a point. In the nation, we're at a point. In the ministry, we're at a point. That God's going to shake and move and sift out the voices that are that of, and I'm not saying, come on, that people are worshiping Baal. But let, let me just be honest. When we're walking outside of God's plan and purpose and we're in intentional can i just say intentional things that are not pleasing to the lord we'll just go there right i don't have to make a list just intentionally doing stuff outside of the plan of god that means we're completely being disobedient but the father is wanting to pull righteousness into your life and I'm telling you, the fire of God and the fire of heaven is coming to purify, to change, to absolutely burn everything out. And the, and the prophets of Baal in this place, right, the Holy Spirit, through Elijah, began to release declaration. And he's not afraid to talk smack. He's saying, where's your God? Is he on the toilet? What's he doing? That's what he's saying to them. He's getting busy. Where are they? And so they cried aloud and cut themselves, and as was their custom with the knives and lances into the blood gushed out of them, right? And then at midday they prophesied until the time of the offering and the evening offering, but there was no voice, no one answered, and no one paid attention. There was no voice. This is why I'm talking about the voice of awakening. There needs to be a voice. Listen, it, and I know that we want to move out of action and love, and that's good. But there needs to be a voice that when we receive what we've, we from heaven and we declare it, it begins to manifest. And there's a voice that causes an attention. Come on, that people are going to pay attention. Because absolutely, what you say is what you live and what you mean is what you, what you say is what you mean and what you do. And that the life of righteousness is absolutely running through us like a freight train. And that we don't have to play church. We are the church. Right? And there's a declaration from your mouth that says, I am the Lord. I'm asking the fire of God to come into this situation right now. I believe God for the fire of heaven to come into this situation right now. And the declaration of your mouth and, and what you see in heaven. Ready? Because he had a pattern. He had a pattern. He had a blueprint from heaven. He knew what to do. And it says this, that all of a sudden he went there and he he repaired the altar. And, the, and really, the whole entire church, we need to repair an altar. We need to repair the place of worship. So it's not about people and how good the worship set is or how... In, how how they get us someplace, but we engage ourselves because that's a new fresh altar that God's building in your life. It's not about whether we have the right songs or the right atmosphere. It's about whether God is in your life and you're actually pouring out to Him and He's pouring back into you. And the revelation of who He is just begins to manifest inside of you. We're repairing the altar. When I hear that pastors don't pray... I don't get it. I don't know how you can do this job without praying. Like they're too busy to pray. I'm running two jobs and I gotta pray. Are you hearing me? But it's not just a ritual. It's not just doing so that we we we're, we're doing our time. We're clocking in and clocking out. And I read my five verses and all those things. God wants to release on us a pure place of prayer. A place where, we, where we, we blow on a prayer furnace. That the furnace of God begins to blow and bellow inside of us. That there's nothing that keeps us outside of the will of God. And we can hear the plan of heaven because we're so close to him. You know, God's speaking so loud. He's speaking incredibly loud. He is, he is so verbal right now in what he wants The ch- Listen, I don't know. When we're in worship, I feel like I should be hearing God. And most of the time, here's what happens. And I'm putting prayer and worship in the same place. Because we come into a place and we just, oh, we love it on Jesus. But I'm telling you, God is speaking. If God's in the room, he's speaking. If he's inside of you, he's speaking. And the Holy Spirit wants to release a fresh word to you every day. We shouldn't be thinking or wondering, right, and not having an answer. And no one answered. No one had a voice. And no one responded. Come on. God wants us to have a voice. And he wants us to have an answer. And there will be great response. There will be amazing response. And so it's about hearing the Lord. Because I know he's releasing words to you. You're just not tuned in to hear them. And some of you are and some of you aren't. But I'm telling you there's going to be a whole nother level. If we just focus our heart and focus our passion. And release ourselves to him. Completely abandoned and completely given over. I mean... uh, I'm going to blow my voice out tonight. Okay. So it says this. He put the wood in order. And I was talking about that before. He put the wood in order. He received from heaven heaven told him put this altar back the way it was because it's been broken down because of the years and years and years and decades and hundreds of years that has been falling apart and breaking down and somewhere inside of us we need to rebuild that altar and god's come to breathe on it so that you build and it's all out of covenant it's all out of it's an apostolic order that god's releasing to the church The 12 stones speak of the apostolic. The 12 stones speak of of absolute completion. The 12 stones were there when Joshua crossed over. And they crossed into promise. See, here's the thing about promise. God wants to bring us into promise. And it's through believing him to send the abundance of rain. And it doesn't come any other way. Ready? This is what they were looking for. They were looking for something other than God, other than Yahweh. They were looking for a false God to release rain on the earth. And the rain, the water, the rain, the flow of God comes from Himself. So it says He put the wooden in order in the, in the pieces of bowl and laid it on the wood and And he said, fill the water pot. Ready? We got 12 again. Because he's got four water pots. He keeps drenching the offering. Right? Water again. Water it again. Do it again. Let's make it really hard. Let's let's see the fire comes from heaven on a soaking wet, impossible situation. And that's really what we have to believe for is God can touch any situation. Even though it looks, he made it look like, man, that thing will never light. You can throw gasoline on it. It's not going to light. God wants to come in and release something absolutely supernatural. It's not going to come by man's ways. It will only come by God. It will only come through his presence, through his power, through a declaration on our lips, releasing it into the situation. So the water ran all around the altar, verse 35, and filled the trenches with water. And it came to pass at the time of the offering and the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, let it be known this day that you're the God of Israel and I'm your servant and that I've done all these things according to your word. Very important. He did everything according to the word. He received the blueprint and he did it just like God said. And what happens is remember Abraham, he tried to do things a little different than God said. He said I promise you a son and it'll be through Sarah. And then he went a different way. And come on, every one of us do that. We try to make things happen in a different way, you know? I'm telling you right now. I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to find a building, dude. <laughs> it just is not happening. And I'm like, God, do I look in Londonderry? Do I look in Derry? Where do I look? Where do I look? Where do I look? I know, I know, I know. My God. So I'm trying to like alternate. And I'm like, Holy Spirit, you need to do this because I can't do it. I can't do it through even just lay it on my feet. Just let it show up. I mean, i have been diligent. But I'm telling you right now, Holy Spirit is wanting to do that. And it's going to be in his time. But I'm asking the Lord now because I'm telling you right now. Holy Spirit saying you need to move into a place where you're believing me and you're looking for it in heaven not he, not through the listings don't keep going through the listings i got to take the app off <laughs> look through the listings so that's just that's one thing how are you going to get to the place you're going You're going to try all your ways. You're going to try everything. You're going to strain. You're going to contend with yourself. You're going to try and control situations. Because we try and control situations and think that's God. It's not. That's not being, we don't, we want to be diligent in situations. (laughs) Come on. But the Holy Spirit wants to release something over us. And so here, here it comes. Right? The fire falls and fell and consumed the burnt offering right? He says, hear me. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that you're the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. It was through the fire of God consuming the offering. And I'm telling you, when we have something that we can give to the Lord and He begins to consume it, that would be you. That would be me. Come on, you are a living sacrifice. You are the one that needs to be put on the altar and split in half and the Holy Spirit. Come on, it's not through the blood of bulls anymore, but I'm telling you, he calls us to be that living sacrifice. And when the fire hits your life, I'm telling you, people all around you are going to know the difference. As far as I'm concerned, the fire of God has not hit my life yet. To the degree that he wants to. Okay? I've got some. But God, let it burn. Let it burn in ways that I don't even see or know. And I put everything aside that looks like it may be false and that I may be trying to do it in my own strength. Right? So then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the bird's sacrifice, and the wood and the stones and the dust were all licked up. Come on, the whole thing, even the altar, burnt. Come on. It's not just a story. It's not just a nice story that we read to kids in the back room. It's the fire of heaven releasing something powerful that absolutely changed the atmosphere. And then Elijah said this, seize them. (laughs) Because after that, it's like, prophets, you're done, you're toast. And so I just want us to realize that God wants to tell us and speak to us in that way. Can you turn with me to 1 Corinthians? Because I'm going to go New Testament on you now. And the Holy Spirit is going to bring this thing to a close. And the power of heaven, I'm believing the Lord to just release that on us tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. There's something that he wants to release to us. And I've been in this place for a while but here's what I see. I I see the Lord. It's interesting. Brittany had that dream about a door being locked and it was an intricate lock. But I've seen over and over a lock that the Lord's about to open. Come on, I was in prayer and I'm just asking the Lord, and he began to show me some things, and I saw this door, and I was reading through these scriptures. It says this, verse 9, chapter 2. But as it's written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for those who love him. Great verse. Put it on your refrigerator. Look at it in the mirror but it means a little more than that. He's prepared things for those who love him, right? Verse 10, but God has revealed them to us what, by his spirit. So you can't even receive the love and the fullness of who he is unless it's by the spirit of God. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the what deep things of God. How did Elijah, how did Elijah receive? He received it by the spirit. Well, he didn't have the Holy Spirit. Well, he translated and i don't know man he was pretty full i think but he received he had a prophet mantle on him he received the deep things of god ready keep going for what for what man knows the things of man except for the spirit of man which is in him even so no one knows the things of god except the spirit of god for now we receive not the spirit of of the world right you didn't receive the Spirit of the world because you received the Holy Ghost, but the Spirit who is from God that we might know the things that had been what freely. I love that. Freely given to us. That means that you have an account all set that we don't have to look for stuff. It's already there. Am I right? Because that's what Jesus tells me. He said, You've been not even yet asked. He said, Because the things that have already stored up for you. Right? So go to John 16. We'll wind this down. But the Holy Spirit wants us to grab hold of this because I, I'm telling you, there's a, there's a lock, and I, and I had this picture of sensitivity. Remember? I don't know. If you, maybe some of those old, like, films, maybe. I don't know if they're old. But the, the guys that would crack the safe, they would file their fingers, right? <laughs> so they'd be sensitive, so they could feel the combination be right. Well, I saw this big thing that the Lord was about to open, and he and it was really, it was through John 16, 12. It says this. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. So he wants to open up and unlock something for us, right? And it's gonna release a whole revival. It's not even it's not even a movement, it's just not something that's just very low-key. It's the awakening that we've been praying for. It's It's the very thing of heaven. It's the voice. You receive the voice of awakening through this. And it's not just for one or two people. It's for something that you're going to receive from heaven. And God's unlocking those things. So he said this, right? He said, nevertheless, I'll tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. If I don't go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I send him to you. For when he's come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin that they don't believe in me and of righteousness because I go to my Father and they'll see me no more. And of judgment because the rule of this world has been judged. What does that mean? He has no authority. Are you hearing me? God has given you, when he says something like this, Jesus said, I give all authority to you. Is he a liar? No, he's absolutely not a liar. But if all authority has been given to you, then, then this one, the God of this age, and the spirit of Jezebel, and all this other stuff has no authority unless we, give, unless we open a door and let it have authority. Unless we open a door and let it in. Unless we open doors and let things in, they don't have authority in our lives. But, but we like to just play and open a door. I think I'll open up to this maybe. Ah you know, we try to justify things, right? But the Father says this, no, you have nothing. He he said the evil one has nothing in me. So why do we want to look like Jesus? Because he has nothing in Jesus, he has nothing in me. So the fullness of Christ when he's inside of me and the righteousness of Christ is inside of me, the devil has nothing inside of me. doesn't matter how many people, it's so funny, you know? There's a whole apostolic, like, impartation that he wants to put on the church, you know. And he still wants us to, you know, we still think he's going to do stuff by committee. (laughs) And I'm not saying that someone rules over the church, but I'm telling you what, the apostolic is set in the church, and the prophetic is set in the church. It's set there to guide and move and, and move things around. And, you know, imagine if, I would hate to be voted into a church. Because the people who vote you in can vote you out. Yeah. That scares me. I, I'm, I would... Just, we won't go there, sorry. I was just having that thought. But the Holy Spirit wants us to grab hold of this. The helper. He's come to help, right? That's why he came alongside of us. He says, I still have many things to say to you. But you cannot bear them now. However... When he, the spirit of truth, comes. You have the spirit of truth. Elijah walked in a righteous life. And he brought the power of God down from heaven. In the same way, he went hiding. Come on. No one in this room's ever been depressed. Come on, I've done great things in ministry, and then I walked away and I've been like, ugh. Because a spiritual thing would try and come on me to try and knock my voice out. Try and get me to quit. Try and knock you out. Are you hearing me? And the, and the fire from heaven wants you to walk in truth and in light and not worrying about your identity. Because we get so focused on our identity now that we got we to gotta, we gotta worry about it. Because I don't, I don't know who I am. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Focus on it is good. But if we get stuck there, come on, you got to go on and up. And when God's created you who he's created you to be, you're allowed to fly. Come on, you've been given all authority. So it says this, that it says, The Spirit of truth is coming to guide you in all truth. And he won't speak on his own authority. That means I have the authority of God when he speaks, when the spirit of truth speaks to me and releases heaven on my life and releases a blueprint from heaven on my life to unlock the deep things of God because that's what he wants to do. He said, I, there's a lock on this thing because you can't bear it yet. I have Many things I want to tell you, but you can't bear it yet. Well, I'm telling you that was 2,000 years ago. I think it's time to open up the stuff. The Lord wants to open the stuff up. He's just looking for someone who's, atten- who's, on- who's just engaged with him. That we don't try and figure it out for ourselves or come up with a new gimmick on how to build our churches. Because the apostolic is going to be released on the church in such a way it's going to shift and move everything. It's a good thing. So we're just going to hear. You're just going to hear. Ready? Jumping forward a little. Verse 23. No, 15, sorry. 14. Where did I go? He'll tell you the things to come. And he will glorify me. And he will take of what's mine and declare it to you. I love this portion of scripture. Because it's just, an, <laughs> it's just the Lord encouraging us, telling us that everything that he has is going to be given to you. That the authority, we don't have to worry about the authority. You've got authority, you've got all the weapons, you've got all the tools, you just got to learn how to use them. And the God of Elijah will speak by fire. You hear me? All things the Father has on mine. Therefore, he said, "I take what's mine, and I declare it to you." End of story. End of story. Don't you want to hear what he's given? I want to hear what he's giving. I don't want to miss. And he's been giving it. It's right there. It's right there. Do you believe me? Yeah. It's right there. We can't see the scroll. I gave you that word, didn't I? I gave you that word before, on your birthday. Right? I just thought of that. I just thought of that. It's true. Everything's right in front of us. It's right in front of us. And the Lord wants to give it out. And guess what? He chose you. So stand with me. God, we thank you tonight. Lord, I thank you that you are a God that answers by fire. I thank you that you speak to every one of us. And we thank you for the, the still small voice that you release. But Lord, I'm asking right now that you just release your hand to pull up the veil on every one of us. Lord. We want to know the deep things. Lord, I thank you that you're unlocking. And Lord, you're giving us sensitivity to know. The the combination to open. That you want to speak the deep things to us. Lord, you want us to release a voice of awakening. Lord, you didn't call the church to come into this place of conformity. You didn't call us to come into a place Of compromise, you didn't call us to a place where we stand back and we don't have an answer. See, the world is waiting for you to answer the question of what's up. The world, the entire world, is waiting to answer the question. What's going on? Because they need an answer. And they're looking all over the place. So, Father, we ask right now for an impartation, for a release from heaven that you do inside of us, Father, and bring breakthrough in our hearts that we wouldn't question anything Lord, we're asking for an apostolic grace upon the church. That we'd move and operate in boldness. That when we speak, that fire would come from heaven and consume every offering. Lord, I'm thanking you right now that you're giving every person in this place patterns, blueprints, the ability to see and open up doors. I thank you that there's a a big door waiting to be opened. That you want to release that over our lives that there's a declaration that's coming from the church that will awaken it'll awaken every heart and so we thank you father for the life of god that's inside of us and lord i know that there's more for every person in this place tonight That you want to release the glory of heaven on our lives. And so we open up right now. And we thank you for a breakthrough. We thank you for living inside of us thank you that you have the answer to every question. You have the solution. So we ask that we'd land in the deep place. Lord, we'd we'd go into the depths and pull out every answer. thank you for the declaration from heaven. And so Lord, we thank you that you're going to glorify your son in us and through us. Holy Spirit, open up the doors. Every person in here has a door that needs to be opened. Father, I pray right now that you release that, open that door. That the vault of heaven would open and be poured out on every person right now. Thank you for your love. We thank you for your power.